This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Um, we've been collecting data on the programmatic practices of companies for about 15 years now. So that we do that primarily through our um, questionnaire, the ethics quotient, which is the set of about 210 questions that we ask companies every year to uh, think through the kinds of um, practices that they have, either because they'd like to be considered for world's most ethical companies or because they're interested in benchmarking them. That was Erica Salmon-Byrne, who will talk to us about Ethispheres the Sphere. Before we get started, I'd like to tell you about a great new podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. You've heard of the Manning Cast. Well, now the Compliance Podcast Network has the Gallo Cast. Yes, the brothers Gallo, Nick and Gio, talking compliance. It's free form. It's a lot of fun. It's like being with the Gallo brothers at the Thanksgiving dinner table talking about compliance. Check out the Gallo Cast on the Compliance Podcast Network or wherever great podcasts are heard. Before we get started, a word from our sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and we have a special episode today because we're talking about something very special. I have back with me one of my favorite people in compliance, Erica Salmonburn, and she's going to talk about something called the SPEAR which I believe was announced by Ethisphere on the day of this recording, although this recording may post a day or two later. So, Erica, first of all, uh, welcome back, and tell me why you're so excited and your colleagues are so excited about the Sphere. Great. Thanks, Tom, and thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's a big day here at Ethisphere. We... Um, you know, for those of you who were with us for the Global Ethics Summit that we hosted earlier in April, you heard us talk a little bit about the sphere uh, then, but this is this is launch day, um, particularly for all access, uh, the all access level of the sphere. So what is the sphere and why are we so excited about it? As uh, Tom, your regular listeners know, because you're kind enough to have me on the podcast with some regularity, um, we've been collecting data on the programmatic practices of companies for about 15 years now. So that we do that primarily through our um, questionnaire, the ethics quotient, which is the set of about 210 questions that we ask companies every year to uh, think through the kinds of um, practices that they have, either because 
they'd like to be considered for world's most ethical companies or because they're interested in benchmarking their practices. So we have now, you know, for over the course of the last decade or so, we were getting a lot of questions from the companies that we work with about what the data said, right? Um, and we would share that sometimes in thought leadership pieces or people could would reach out to us and ask direct questions about the data. And so we realized there was a real appetite in the compliance space for solid benchmarking. And we started about a year and a half ago to build out the capability to what we now call democratize our data access. So um, with a subscription to the sphere, you can do the following. You can log in. You can select the particular topic that you are interested in getting data on. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, you're a, um, a, a member of the compliance team and your chief compliance officer comes out of the audit committee meeting and says, you know, hey, travel is starting to open up again a little bit and people are starting to think about entertaining again. It's probably time for us to refresh our gifts and entertainment process. Will you go find out what other companies are doing in terms of how they um, how they manage disclosures and how they manage approvals and what kind of functionality their tracking tool has? If you have a subscription to the Sphere, you can log in and you can pull those questions, right? And you can get data right at your fingertips in that moment. Um, you can sort that data by industry. You can sort that data by headcount. And you can get a sense of what other companies with strong programs are doing around those critical issues. But we didn't stop there, Tom, and this is the reason why I'm so excited that this is finally out in the world. We added um, a lot of different cross-references to those data pieces. So you'll not only see the data in the sphere, you're also going to see um, cross-references to applicable regulatory guidance. So if the DOJ has spoken on an issue or the SEC has spoken on an issue, we're going to refer you to that specific guidance in the sphere. You're also going to see our thoughts on the questions, right? I mean, I, I think, Tom, I was making this joke to you the last time we spoke. Um, I did the math on the number of years that my team at Ethisphere has spent in the ethics and compliance space, and we are older than the United States. If you, if you add us all together. So, um, you know, we spent the last six months really thinking through and pulling out of our heads the why behind the questions, right? Why are we asking the question the way we're asking it? What are we looking for in terms of the good answers? So you have that advice right there. It's called Ethisphere Insights, and it's built right into the sphere. And then if there's um, other resources that we think would be helpful on a given issue, we cross-reference those as well. So um, really opening up the expertise of the team and our data to uh, compliance and ethics professionals, no matter where in the world they're located. You don't have to come through us. You don't have to ask a question. It can be two in the morning in the United States and you're in Singapore and you can get your question answered right away. So we're, we're, we're really jazzed to bring this forward. You know, Erica, we probably should have started with the following question, but I want to step back and ask, why do you or Ethisphere find that peer data is not only so important, but so powerful for a CCO or other compliance professional to utilize inside their organization? Yeah, Tom, it's a great question. And, and it, it's a really, it's, it's, a, it's a good clarifying point because um, we see it as being incredibly powerful for two reasons. One, if you're trying to make the case for change, the first question you're going to get asked by your CFO, if you're asking for budget, by your business unit leaders, if you're asking for them to, you know, uh, communicate particular messaging, whatever the case may be, the first question you're going to get asked is, well, what are other people doing, right? Are, are we, are, you know, is anybody else doing this or are you asking us to do something that is totally outside of the norm? So that's one piece of it. Um, if you end up in front of the government, you're certainly going to get asked, you know, to the extent to which you wound up 
uh, comparing what you were doing to peers. There's a lot of comparative practices in that regard. Um, my, my colleague, Andrew Neblett, likes to call it um, not being the weak antelope. So you don't necessarily want to be the one up at the front of the pack that's doing, you know, that's that's got a practice that is is way advanced compared to everybody else. But you certainly don't want to be the weak antelope because you're going to get picked off. So how do you know that you're in the middle of the pack? Well, you do that by benchmarking um, and you can do that informally through, you know, peer networks. If you've got the right networks and people are connected with you or you can do that formally with more formally with data. Um, and our experience has been that data persuades business people uh, pretty quickly. And, and if, you know, if you've got, if you walk into a conversation where you're asking for budget and you can show your CFO the median spread of your FTEs and your compliance team, that's one of the ways that you're going to wind up being able to make the case that you need to, to add somebody to the house. And I know you uh, spoke to these uh, a little bit earlier, but I wanted to reiterate, this is not simply peer data. You've cross-referenced additional resources. You specifically mm -hmm. mentioned DOJ, SEC guidelines, uh, I'm going to assume that it could include speeches or other communications mm -hmm. that they publicly make with the compliance community. But it's also commentary. It's ethosphere yeah. commentary. It's guest commentary through the ethosphere channels. So it's really a comprehensive resource for the compliance practitioner, literally from the compliance profession by mm -hmm. everyone uh, that ethosphere uh, touches and uh, interacts with so that the power of the data from the peer data, I, I would posit, is exponentially made greater because of the additional resources that you make available through the sphere. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, Tom. So, you know, if, if you, if you um, as one example, you know, we've had a lot of companies asking us questions about how to more appropriately and, and, and effectively engage managers on compliance messaging. And so if you look at that section of the sphere, you'll see questions on manager toolkits, what's in them, how do you follow up on them, how do you make sure people are using them, crossed with GES sessions. You know, we did a great session at the Global Ethics Summit in April on psychological safety and the five stages and how to use the concept of psychological safety effectively inside your organization. Um, and from an outside speaker, you'll see pieces that we've written on that. I mean, there's just, it's, we really tried to, part of the reason why we called it the sphere is because it is the compilation of, you know, 15 years worth of Ethosphere's existence into a place that people can enter at any point. So um, that's that was sort of the driving force behind calling it the Sphere in the first place. Um, and the idea is basically, you know, how whatever question it is that you need, you can start there. Chances are you'll be able to end there. And then if you still need something else, all of our people are still here. So it's just it's an expanded way of being able to access the expertise that we have built and the networks um, that we have created over the, the course of the years that we've been in the space. Well, Erica, this is really an exciting development. Uh, I can't wait to see not only uh, what it is and what it does, but frankly, where you guys take this because you never stand still. Uh, you're always uh, improving and uh, moving things forward. Before we leave, uh, could I ask where people could go for more information on the sphere. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So if you go to our homepage at thesphere.com, E-T-H-I-P-S-P-H-E-R-E.com, um, you will see the, it's now the landing page um, is the whole, you know, sort of all the information on the sphere. You can see 
um, a short demo there um, that my colleague Tyler Lawrence ran um, at the Global Ethics Summit, kind of showing how it works and what the power of the data looks like. Um, and then you can get more information if your company is interested in being able to utilize it. Um, you can get information there as well. So um, straight, straight, straight to the landing page of the homepage of, of our website, and you'll get all the details and more. Erica, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. Really appreciate it. This is Tom Fox again. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. And I hope you will take a listen to Putin's Oil Heist. It's short, succinct, direct, uh, great writing by Lauren Steffi and Bruce Mismore adds uh, color in a way that uh, only an insider can talk about. It's available on the Compliance Podcast Network. So check it out. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Well, I am here to tell you that you can do it and post it on the Compliance Podcast Network, the only podcast network in compliance. Together with One Stone Creative, Megan Doherty and her team, we can produce your podcast for you, put it out, and you will have a voice in the greater compliance community. If you're interested, give me a shout, tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.